0: We're going to be learning Sikha Shail Tezvav, the third Sikha for Parsha's Lachlacha. The Sikha is a fantastic continuation almost. The themes are a continuation of the Sikha we learned last week, which was the third Sikha of Parshas Nachlah in Khail Tezvab. Where there it spoke about the Avaida of before the Mabel and the Avaida after the Mabel and began also speaking about the Aveda of Avram Havinu, who was a Chana preparation for the times of Matantairah. So in this Sikha, we're going to give more details to both of those original Avedas, Khaydim and Akhar And what we're really going to spend a lot of time on is discussing the Aveda of Avram Havinu, which was a Chana Matantairah, and adding a fourth dimension, which would be the Aveda of after Matantairah. So let's begin. Uh, the Friedrich tells us in a Sikha, that Parsha's bracious is a, is, is a Sedra, because Hashem created the world and all of the creations. But the end of the Sedra is not so gishmak, but the general Parsha is Freilich. Parsha's Nayach is the Mavl. It was a disheartening, uh, week. But the end of the week is Freilich because Avram Avinu was born. But the Amisah of the, the, the true of Vach is Parsha's Lach licha, because all the days of the week we live with Avram Avinu. So, the Parshish, what is the Sikha telling us? He's telling us that Parshish Lachlecha is the MSS Simcha because the entire week is joyful. Every day we're living with Avraham and the idea of MSS is something which is permanent, something which is all encompassing. So, the entire week in the beginning, middle, and end is Freilich. So, it's the of Freilich Avach. Masha'ik in the other two Parshish, where there's also bad things that occurred in, the, in those Parshish. But we need to understand is that. We know that every parsha has its toich and has its theme. So, what if Parshas Bereishis, generally speaking, is a Simcha deKavach? Why is it that at the end of the parsha we put in something which is sad? What we should have done is we should have kept all the nice parts of Parshas Bereishis together, all the sad parts of Parshas at The end of Parshas Bereishis should have just been put up part of Parshas Noach, and the little good part at the end could have got, gotten to the beginning of Parshas Lakach. Then it would have fit the theme. The beginning of Parashas is a frey l'chavach. Merlach would have been everything that has to do with the Mabel, And then would have been have everything to do with Avram Avinu and it would have been an emes of So clearly the reason why that isn't that way is because the reason why there is an the idea of emes simcha is based on the on what the avayda is of the week. Parashas, 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 the of the week was generally union of simcha but it wasn't an emes simcha it was just a simcha and therefore something bad was able to happen something not freilich was able to happen at the end of the week in other words it's not that something not good happened at the end of the week and therefore that shows that that made brachius not a great parsha no on the contrary even the simcha that brachius had since it wasn't the emes simcha therefore there was the possibility of something not freilich happening at the end of the of the sedra so it has to do with the Simcha not being an Amnesty Simcha. Therefore, it was shaykhs so of something not good happening, and that's what happened. Parashas Naich is, is the opposite. But Masha'inki, Parashas Laich, since it's the Amnesty Simcha, that's why everything inside of the week was, uh, was, was freilich. So to explain this, we need to really understand what are the differences between these three parashas. So in general... Parshas, you know, Parshas Bereshis. We said is is when Hashem created the world. That is the idea is that Hashem is revealed in the world. Hashem is creating the world. Yesh i created it with His His Koyches. So it's a, a revelation of Hashem's power and Hashem's energy. But that is something which happens only with de'ol yainim. Hashem created the world. This is everything has to do with Hashem's energy. Parshas Nayach is has to do with man's avodah. As it starts, the Parshas starts. Eilatoyel das Nayach, Nayach each sadek. Uh, and as Rashi tells us, that why does it say right? It says, these are the children of Noyach, and then it tells us about the qualities of Noyach, because Eilat tildes, us means what are the, the tildes of a Tzaddik is his, his, his accomplishments, his good deeds. So what are the tildas of, of Noyach is that he was a Tzaddik and a Tzaddik. So Parshas Noyach, in other words, is all about what Noyach, what the person was able to accomplish. That's why the end of Parshish Baratia spoke about Noyach being born, because that's not something that Noyach did being born. And even the, the idea of that Noyach Hashem, which is the end of partial gracious, that's again Hashem found Khein. Khein is the idea of mat naskinem, something which is for free. So even though obviously Noyach had to have done something to deserve it, but at the end of the day, Motzachain, there's an inion of Hamidah, it's an of Hashem being gracious. Hashem's giving him something that he wouldn't have been necessarily deserving on, on his own. He did something to Hashem, gave him a gift. So he did something good, and Hashem gave him a gift, which he wasn't, uh, a whole idea of a gift is not uh, something that you're deserving of. It's that the giver wants to give it to you. So the end of Parashas Noach, Parshas Gracious, is all about what Hashem's doing. Even Noach Chain is Hashem-Found Chain. Hashem Matzah Chain Meine Hashem. found Chain found found in the eyes of Hashem. Noach, though, begins with the Veda of the person. Therefore, it's able to Noach, about his good deeds. And also speaks about him trying to, at least in the Midrash, about him being... Um, giving rebuke, trying to get the people to do tshuva, speaks about the idea of the mabal. The idea of the marble was to cleanse and purify the world. It speaks about the idea of the kashas, as we spoke about last week. The idea of the kashas was only shayach after the marble because before the marble, the air was too uh, grub, it was too coarse, and therefore a rainbow was not able to be formed. After the marble, the world became able, and therefore the, a rainbow was able to be formed by refracting off the clouds after a rainstorm. So only after the mabul was the idea of a kashus being able to create. And that's why kashus was made as the sign uh, to show that Hashem will never bring a mabul again because the kashus is the symbol that the world is more refined and the world is always able to do tshuva. Then we get the parashas lachlacha. Parashas lachlacha by is going to be the combination. It's going to be the combination in the beginning, as we're going to see, of the chibur of el and Metathir. will be the ultimate chibur, but Avraham will be the preparation. He's going to be the one that's starting the chibur. So it tells us in the uh, Gemara, this is an the dezar dahtas that the world was created, uh, the, Hashem created the world for 6,000 years. The first 2,000 years are the, world, the years of Tayu, which means um, stunning emptiness. The idea is that there was no, The Torah was not given at that point. It was Tayu. And the world was just zun from the uh, kindness of Hashem. Then, when Avram was 52 years old, that hit year 2000. As it says in our passage, when it says in the words of Anathash, uh, Asu, uh, Baharan, uh, that uh, the, 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 these are the people that Avram, these are the Gerim that Avram Avinu made in Haran. The fourth process tells us that Avram took Avra, Avram took his wife, takes Sarah, takes Lot, and he takes all the nefesher that, that he made in Har. So that began the avoida of the two thousand years of The Two thousand years of terror is when the Tarah is fitting to be given, and the was given in uh, a few hundred years later. The year two four four eight, exactly five hundred years later, I should say. And then ultimately, after the two thousand years of Torah, are the two thousand years of Yehi Shiach. The idea of Yehi Moshiach, according to some opinion, means it had obviously the Torah plus it's the t- opportune time for Mashiach to come. Others want to learn it is you know that it's only the time which opportune for Mashiach, but the time of the Torah was actually earlier. Meaning, it's the greatest time of revelation of the Torah was, of course, when the Torah was given, and then during the Tanaim, then the first base in the second base in Mikdash. That was the time of, when the Torah was the greatest when it was revealed at the greatest levels. The 2,000 years of Yermais HaMashiach was when we were already sent to Gaulus. Therefore, our level of understanding of Torah is actually not as great as it was. But that period of time is the point of time where we arrive right for Yermais Right. So those are the 6,000 years. But what do we see is that we see that Avram Avinu, when he was 52 years old, when it says that Avram took uh, Sarah, light, and the Nefesh Asa when he was 52, that's when it began the 2,000 years of fire. So Taisus over there comments, and he asks Hashimah, he says, how can you say that Avram was 52 years old when he was 75? It says that Avram Avinu was 75 years old when he left the Harim to go to Eretz Yisrael. lach when he was 75. So how can you say that in Nefesh? That he started making Gerim when he was 52. Lachaira, our parsha took place when he was 75 years old. So this Marsha asks that he, that he doesn't understand the question. What our Parsha says is that when Hashem spoke to Abraham when he was 75 years old, years old and tells him to leave, to go to Eretz Yisrael, it says he took with him he took with him Sarah, Light and all the, at the Nefesh, all the people that he converted. That means the people that he converted would have been when he was, before he was 75 years old. So the Gemara is just telling us that when did he start that avoid of converting people to Yiddish, right? That would have been when he was 52 years old, when the 2,000 years of failure began. So he began at 52. When he was 75, Hashem spoke to him to go to Eretz Israel, and that's when he left. It fits beautifully uh, according to the Peshat of of the Pesukim and the Peshat of the Gemara. So he doesn't understand the Shire. So the Rebbe gives an answer that based on what we're saying about this idea of the 2,000 years of Torah. The this question is based on is that since we're saying that the 2,000 years of Torah began when Avon Ravin was 52 years old, that it makes sense that that's when Hashem would have spoken to him. Why would Hashem have waited till he was 75 years old to speak to him and to begin the of leaving HaRen Lech Lecha, You know, the Parsh's Lech Lecha is beginning the story of the Jewish people, which leads up to Matan Why would he be only spoken to him when he was 75? He should have started it when he was 52 years old, because that's when the 2,000 years of Taira began. That's really when our, the, the story of the Jewish people began when he was 52. That's what Tosis is And therefore, Tosis answers is that Avraham left Haran twice, there are two times that he left, and he brings from the site of the that we know that when uh, the, the Brisbane Abbasarim happened when Avram was 70 years old, and Avraham was in to Yisrael. So it's clear that Avraham left Haran once earlier, and then he returned, to, he went to go to Eretz Yisrael, and, he, and then at a later point of time, he, um, Hashem spoke to, him, uh, spoke to him and told him when he was 75, told him to go again to Eretz So just to give you the history of Pashas what it would mean according to Taisa. Taisa doesn't spell it out, but Lafar this is Pashat, that he's saying that Hashem would have spoken to him first. Or But truth is, I'm not sure if Hashem would have spoken or he did it on his own. Uh, according to Masha, it seems like Hashem would have spoken to him. But again, either way, whether Hashem spoke to him or not, that's not the main point. The point is, when he was 52 years old, he would have left Haran to go to Eretz And he would have stayed there until he was 70 years old. When he was 70 years old, he had the bris ben Absarim with Hashem. Then he returns with this entire family to uh, Haran. And then Hashem speaks to him at, at 75 years old and tells him to go to Eretz Yisrael uh, again. So therefore, what Taisus is basically answering is that the first time that abram Avinu went to Haran actually would have been when he was 52 years old. right? So since the 2,000 years of the Torah began when he was 52, then we must say that he must have gone... There must have been, according to Mashaab, some type of communication, according to the Taisas itself, without any explanation, he would have had to have left when he was 52 years old to begin the journey of leaving Haran to go to Eretz Yisrael. And so that would have been the beginning of the 2000 years of Taira. But when would have been the Hachana, when would have been the major beginning of the preparation for Matthew Taira, that would have been 75. So you would have seen these two Tkufis in the life of Abraham, when he was fifty-two, would have began the two thousand years of Tyra. When he was seventy-five, when Hashem actually spoke to him and tells him Lech and that's what we have in our parsha, that would have began not just the two thousand years of Tyra, but the second stage when when Avram is beginning that preparation for Matan Tyre The Rebbe doesn't explain really what the difference is between, you know, the beginning of the two thousand years of Tyra or the beginning of the preparation for the two thousand years of He Doesn't explain what the difference is, but uh, clearly just from the context. One of them, it seems like Avram would have done on his own, or at least uh, Avram is beginning on his own to leave Haran to make some changes to uh, to go there to Surah. And but when he sanctifies that, when Hashem actually speaks to him, when Hashem's speaking to him, that's a revelation of Eloku. That's a much greater uh, preparation. When Hashem talks to him and communicates with him and is revealing his Eloku into this world, that would have been a much uh, greater uh, capability of per- preparing for Matan Torah, which is the idea of Kibur Aliyah, in So Hashem speaking to him, that would have been the ultimate type of Khibur of the Eliyahu. Hashem talking to Avraham Avinu, and then him actually doing that uh work when he was seventy-five. And so, according to this way of understanding uh the Taisvus, then when the Gemara is saying that the of that happened when he was fifty-two, it means not that. He made the gerim before he was 52 years old. So making the gerim actually has nothing to do with the 2,000 years of Taira. But rather, it was that he took Sarah and life and the nephesh of Shashar at that point of time and took them to Eretz Yisrael when he was 52. So he actually would have made these people Yidin when he was younger. Uh, it says in the Seder Durs that Abraham got married to Sarah when he was 25. Either way, and I guess the gerim would have been at some later point, and then at 52, he would have gone to Eretz so that would have been some type of preparation for going to the, uh, for Ma'at and Taira. We know we had the Brisbane Absarum there. And then 75 would have, sorry, wouldn't have been a Hanafah Mount that would have been the beginning of the 2000 years of Taira. Then when he hit 75, Hashem speaks to him, that would have been the actual preparation for Mount and Taira. That would have been the Khibur of El Yoyim So to summarize what we've said so far, is that we have these three stages, each parsha is a different stage. The first part parashat Bereshis, is the idea of the al Hashem creating the world, Hashem being uh, um, has, that, be'in Hashem. it's all about Hashem's revelation. Parashat Noyech, as told us Noyech, about Noyech, it's about man's work, it's about the of Avaidah. And then finally, we reach Bereshis, that would have been uh, the beginning of the Hachana for, for Matan-Tayrah. When Avram was 52, that would have began the 2000 years of Tayrah. And then when he was 75, Hashem spoke to him and that would have began the actual preparation for um, Matan Taira itself. And just to L'haiur, just to point out, the Rebbe brings Zahara from the Saita Daris, that he actually says that the whole story of Yehemi Hashem Elvram Lachlacha happened when he was 55. Uh, and he says, according to Taisus, it would have, you know, Taisus probably would have, whatever the calculation would have been, would say that actually happened not when he was 55, would have happened when he was 52. So according to the opinion that Hashem said, which is at 55 years old and not at 75, then it would make sense to change that a little bit more and say by according to that would have happened at 52. And then when Hashem said, that would have all happened uh, at the beginning of the 2,000 years of Torah, right away would have began the 2,000 years of uh, two thousand years of Torah, would also would have began the period of Achan uh, l'mat and if you hold of that opinion, which is not the pashutest of the Kesuvim, of course. Pashutest of Kesuvim seems like Hashem spoke to Avram, Yehi Roshan Avram Lachlacha, well, was when he was seventy-five years old. As, that's the you know But there is this opinion in, in the Sefer that actually happened. when He was fifty-five, and as we said, according to Taisus the it would make more sense that happened when he was fifty-two, according to that opinion, and uh, then everything—the two thousand years of Torah and Hashem speaking to him—would have happened at. 52 years old, and um, look at the say that there are some more details. Fine. So, to understand this in, in, in a deeper way, uh, the idea of Avram specifically, so it tells us in a, a medrash, and this speaks Pasha, uh, according to the beer of the AT Yasif, this is, seems like the Pshat of this medrash. Um, so, the AT explains the medrash. The medrash is asking the question why was it that Avram of you know was for the idea of Lachlacha? That Hashem would speak to Avram. And uh, as we're saying in our Sikha, why was Avram for be the one that would be the one preparing for Matantara? Why is he the one that's preparing for this idea of Hebrew Aliyanim Tachthayim? So the Majrash tells us it's because Avram was <laughs> Mavakish Rachimim Al Sudaim. That since Avram Avina was Mavakish Rachim Al Sudaim, that he showed this level of Rahmanis, that's why he was the one that was Zarikha lacha. So the Rebbe asks a Shaila, Based on the Zayar, that we know, the Zayar tells us the difference between Noyach, Avram, and Moshe. How each one of them prayed for the people of their generation. Noyach actually didn't daven at all, which wasn't right. He didn't daven at all. He tried to get them to tshuva, but he never actually was mavakish rachmim on the people of his generation. Then we have Avram that was mavakish rachmim, but it was Viskusa ha'sadikim. He says maybe there's fifty tzadikim, maybe there's forty-five, you know, forty. He was mavakish to save the rishonim etzad the tzadikim. While Moshe Rabbeinu was Mavakish Rachamim for the Oysa HaEgel Mitzad themselves. He was Mavakish Rachamim, not you know, save the Oysa Egel for the other people, but he was Mavakish that the Oysa Egel, those who made the Egel themselves would be saved. And he was willing to be Miser Nathesh. As it says in if you don't forgive, forgive them, then Mechaynin Amasifra Chashik Safi. Erase me from the Sefer that you wrote. So Zohar tells us that Avram didn't do what was proper. Meaning he was the highest level, the proper, would have been Moshe uh, Rabbeinu's level. So the question is that Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that was chosen to begin the avodah, hachana of Matan because he was mivakish Rachman al Sadaim according to this medrash. But according to the Zohar, it wasn't it wasn't the ultimate level. It wasn't the ultimate level of of being mivakish Rachman that was symbolized by Moshe Rabbeinu. So the answer is that he and they sent us. This this. That itself of how he was Mavakish Rakhimim is telling us what it means to, to prepare for matan Tayra. In other words, what Moshe Rabbeinu was doing, which was Mavakish Rakhim for the Rishayim, for, because of this, and he, Hashem should save the Rishayim for the Swiss of Sadiqim, that's, what is that? That's a preparation for Chibur of El Yainim and Tachtayim. You have the Taktayim who are the Rishayim who aren't deserving to be saved. You have the tzaddikim that are deserving to be saved. And what Moshe Rabbeinu is doing, he's connecting them. He's saying, save the Rishayim for the sake of the tzaddikim. So he's connecting. So that's the preparation for Atentire. So Avraham Avinu Av- Av- wasn't at the core to what his avayda was at that period of time. He doesn't have the ultimate Heber of Eliyam V'tachlin. He's the preparation of the Heber of Eliyam V'tachlin. So what's the hachanah? What's the preparation the of the Heber of Is to make some type of connection between the two. What's the connection? That you should save the Rishayim for the tzaddikim and we'll get some more details about that later on, this, this idea of saving your shrine for the exclusive of explaining it more in Avayyad HaSashem what that means. But the idea is that, that, that there's a connection between the two. Moshe Rabbeinu was by and itself, when there was the ultimate Khibra of el of when there's the ultimate Khibra of el of that means that the Taktam itself has value. It's not that the tahtlim has value because of the tzaddikim, or save saved the Taktayin because of the That Since there's the Khibra of the El-Yayin there's it's one. So the Tachtan itself is the El They're all one indivisible uh, unity. So the Tachtan in themselves have value. Therefore Moeshe is the Vakish Rachman for the Eisei Egel, Mitzad the Eisei Egel themselves because they themselves have value, Mitzad themselves. So here we could see already like a difference in the uh, Hachana, what the difference is between Hachana from at and the Hebrew El of Tachtan, which makes that initial connection between the two and by Moeshe when they actually became one. And the rebukh is a mushal for this idea, a beautiful, a fantastic mushal that really explains uh, this idea very well. So the mushal is of a Rav and a Talmud. So there's four ways how a Rav can teach a student. One way of a Rav teaching a student is that the Rav is able to give give to the student his ideas. And the student is able to uh, understand them. He's able to live with them and he's able to uh, even teach these ideas to others. He might be able to make them more relevant to himself or to others, but it's all the teachers of the Raab. He's not able to come up with his own ideas. It's the ideas of the Rav that he's able to understand and live with. But he can't, come, he's, he himself hasn't changed. So for example, if it comes, if, he, if he's in a situation where the Raab has never spoken about, then he'll have no idea what to do. Like he's unable to take the message of the Rav and translate into a totally new situation. The second type of teacher teaches the student a derech. He teaches him a style of learning. So therefore he's being taught the rules. So the student is able to come up with his own ideas based on these rules that his teacher has taught him. So he becomes himself somewhat of a teacher. But the chasarn of it is, that's not the teacher of of, of the Rav, it's his own idea. So it's the, the Rav, let's say, is a, going Nifla, he's, he's, an, uh, he's an amazing person. He has um, amazing ideas. So the student can't come up with these amazing ideas, but he is able to take whatever the, the deraf that his Rav has given to him, and with his limited tsechal, he's able to apply those rules into different situations. So he won't have that you know, encompassing and, and, and the Ian the e and, and analytical ability that his Rav had. but he would have those rules and he would be able to apply to different situations according to the best of his abilities. So it has a Milo that it's his abilities, and he's able to translate them into all different types of situations. But it has the chasarn that it's not the pure ideas of his rav. Therefore, the ideas that he's living with is really his own ideas which are based on, 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 the, on the, if you wanna say, the, 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 the rules that his rav has given to him, the derf that his rav has given to him. The third type of teacher is that he's able to give his student both, meaning that he's able to teach his student Um, He's mashfiyah to the student the capabilities to come up with ideas which are just as great as the teacher himself. So he teaches his student to such a great level that the student himself is on the level of the Rav. He's able to make something basically like him. And, And the fourth level is something which is much more difficult to understand, but it's the level of a Rav is able to connect with the student, you know, before we get to that, Let's discuss the third level a bit more. So the third level has the Milo that the student is basically on the level of the Raab himself. But the problem with it is two things. First of all, it, the student must have been somewhat uh, worried for this even earlier. He ha- had to have been on a level that he's able to be developed. Let's say if we're talking about something which is intellectual, even if the student, when he begins his studies, he's undeveloped and he's very, um, he's very unsophisticated, but he, but, but he has the potential to become sophisticated. So the Rab is able to teach him and he's able to teach him his, his derech, and the student to become just as qualified as the Rebbe. But the student always needs to have that capability. He always needs to have the IQ, at least the potential. That's one thing. The second point of it is that once he becomes like the Rebbe, he's not how he was originally. Originally, he was very provincial in his way of thinking. And now he's much more sophisticated. So he's changed who he is. Now he is like the teacher. So he has the same ideas of the teacher. He's able to come up with ideas of the teacher. He's able to have his own derrick that he'll know how to apply all these different situations based on the ideas, the great exalted ideas of the rap. He's able to take those ideas and even translate them into other types of situations. But it's, but it's not how, but he's changed because he's not who he used to be. So he always had this potential. And once the rap teaches him, and trains him, he's not who he once was. Now he's an exalted person with fantastic capabilities, but, but he's not that same individual that he once was, which you know usually that might be a very good thing. But he's not who he was. But the highest level is, is when the, the Rav and the teacher, the teacher is able to say who he was originally, but at the same time have all the capabilities of the Rav. So if you wanna say at like the same time that he's provincial, He's provincial, but at the same time, he has all the capabilities, what the rab has. So, and with this way of learning, is first of all, he wasn't right. So let's say he was an individual that did not have the capabilities to be uh, a genius, like, like he was a provincial person. He does not have that level of IQ and sophistication to be able to come uh, like the rabbi. That's A, he does not have that capabilities originally. And B, even when he's transformed, He's not transformed in a way that he becomes like the rabbi, but he still stays who he is. He just has all those capabilities. So he has the capabilities, but he's still thinking the original way. Which the rabbi, the rabbi says, this is the idea of nimnah hanunais, that that which is impossible is possible. This could only be made by Hashem. Hashem is the kol He's able to put together things which are opposites. Uh, the famous example which is given is uh, the the taking an elephant and putting it through the eye of the needle. So could you imagine an elephant going through the eye of the needle? But the elephant is not getting any smaller. still always the same size. But the needle is also not getting any bigger. So could you imagine a full-size elephant going through the needle, the needle remaining the same size, the elephant remaining the same size, but it's going through it. You can't even imagine such a thing. We either, in our minds, have to make like the, the, you know, the, the elephant getting smaller at some point, or the needle getting bigger. So something that's something which is nim na'anai, something which we cannot, cannot even imagine. But Hashem is able to accomplish that. So, they, you know, so, so in this world, we can't, Fully imagine that, uh, because this is something which is them the nice. So we can give examples which are somewhat, you know, similar to it to, to a certain extent. But there's no perfect example that we would have. So just to give some type of example that I thought of might not be perfect, but well, it's definitely not perfect. But just to give something. Um, so let's say you have a, a rav, a, a genius, mathematics and tie around everything, and then you have a, a very very simple person. You found them on. Uh, you know, some island, he's never been educated. The only thing he knows about is uh you know hunting and uh maybe some a little bit of farming. That's all he knows about. So and then the Rav has to start to explaining to him the uh deep concepts of ivalukus, the, the and and Nimnam the Nice and all these deep concepts. The, the the this islander he hasn't even heard of the concept of God, he, the Kabbalah, Tyre he has, he's never heard of any of these things. He has no he doesn't even speak the same language, he has no idea what he's talking about but you have to be able to connect. These two individuals need to be able to connect with each other. So what what needs to happen? What needs to happen is that both of them have to go back to the the essence in a sense of who they are. The Rav will have to go deep within himself and find some way to be able to connect to this islander. And the islander has to find some way to be able to connect to the Rav. And when they find the essence of who they are, deep enough, they do have a connection. To go deep, deep enough, they're both human beings. There's some type of connection within their Atam and hashem. There is a connection between these two individuals. If they're able to reveal that, they will find a way to be able to come connected. And somehow, the Rav will be able to give over these ideas to, to the islander. The islander will remain the islander. Um, so maybe, maybe something that we could imagine is, imagine the two of them were set with a task to create a certain type of uh, invention, some type of machine but they're both missing a certain uh, aspect. The, 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 the rod is missing the practical capabilities to be able to make it, but the islander is missing the sophistication and the knowledge to be able to do it. So when they go back deep enough into their things, they're able to somehow connect, and then they can both put both of their skills together to create something which is based on both of their uh, s- skill sets. So maybe that's something of like a nim noise in a sense, that they're both taking everything that they have and they're able to combine it but again, that's into a third entity. That's all I can imagine. But over here, we're saying in the same entity itself, you can have all of these uh, in young. Fine. Um, either way, th- this is the difference between uh, th- these are the, the four uh, types of students that we have. So the first type of student, which we're saying is that the Rav Teaches the student according to the capabilities of the Rat. So the student is just grasping, in a sense, the ideas of the Rath, but he himself isn't changing. That's, of course, like the generation of Bereshus. Hashem creates the world, makes the world ayin. It's all about the gili of Hashem. Therefore, even the tzaddikim, we you find in the Parashis Bereshus, for example, Chanaich, they're in a way that it's all based on the Or Hashem. It says, Noya was kal Hashiyah. It's very easy for him to sin, and therefore Hashem had to cause him to die young. The idea being that as long as Neiach was somewhat separated from the world to a certain extent, he had to be somewhat separate from everything that's going on. And then he was able to have the Or Hashem which was revealed within. But if he would have waited any longer inside of the world, he would have had to have gotten involved to such an extent that the Or Hashem wouldn't have been able to reach him. Which that means, in other words, is that as long as he was in those scenarios that he knew what to do, I guess he was taught by Chavez, uh, Aldama uh, and whoever was uh, his other teachers, he would have been able to stay good. But as soon as he had to go to a level which he wasn't taught how to behave, he was put in a situation where he doesn't know what to do and I guess that's what was going to happen. He was going to be put into situations where he didn't know how to handle it, he would have sinned. He wouldn't have been able to figure it out. And therefore Hashem had to cause him to die young and basically not be put into those tests because he wouldn't have been wrong. And the Lashon of that he says that the R, when you have an R, the farther the the R goes, the weaker it becomes until finally it stops shining, right? So when you're very close to it, it's very bright. But the farther you go, the weaker it gets. So as Chonech would have gone farther and farther away from the R, he he wouldn't have been able to access it, and therefore wouldn't have known what to do in that situation. The second generation is Noach. So Noach Hashem is the Zichu HaMafet, that the world is purifying. So we see that by Noach. First of all, Noach himself wasn't easy for him to sin. He was a tzaddik, but in his generation, he was tzaddik, and he wasn't going to sin. So he was a stronger individual. We also know that he tried to get the people of the generation to do chuva. At least to a certain extent, he tried to get them to do tshuva. He had a certain hashval in the world outside of him. We know that the mabul itself was of the world. We know the kashos that we spoke earlier. All these things are certain zichuch of the mat themselves. But at the same time, we know that, the medrash tells us that amnoyach was mektani amnayah. He was from those who had a weaker level of Faith. It said he had to be pushed into the Teva because he was from the levels weaker levels of amuna. What does that mean, that he was from the weaker levels of amuna? It's because Neuch's main connection to Hashem was through his understanding. He knew that there was a Hashem and he was connected to Hashem in an intellectual way. I guess if it's his understanding who Hashem is, he knows what Hashem wanted. So therefore, he was able to connect with Hashem more to But when we're talking about the idea of Amunah, Amunah is connecting to Hashem in a way which is higher than sechol. Amuna is to be able to connect to Hashem with ways that you cannot connect with your mind, because it's connecting to levels of Hashem which are above your intellect. So the only way to connect to it is with amuna, with faith that we believe that this is uh, believe in Hashem that these are His capabilities, uh, and this is our tradition. But that he was weakened, he was manan haya because his main avoda was not and his main Veda was the tachtein. Therefore, he didn't have those exalted he ideas. He's like the student that has his own derech. So he's able to be somewhat sophisticated, but he's never going to be on the level of the rab himself. The third generation was, 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 was Avram. Avram was able to make a combination of two, uh, uh, to a certain extent, a combination of two opposites. i maybe take a moment to explain this idea of com- combining two opposites. It says we know that the idea of chesed and gevurah, and then you have teferis. Teferis is beauty, which is a combination of chesed and gevurah. So we said beauty is always a combination of two colors. What does that mean? The idea is that beauty, you're expressing something which is higher than both of them. So when you're using, you know, these two, let's say red and blue, when you're using these two colors, it's not the shot that you're trying to put some blue on the paper and some yellow uh, and red on the paper and it makes it beautiful. No, you, you, there's something beautiful that you're trying to express on a piece of paper. And the way how you express that, you need to put some guber, some chasset, some blue, some red, and... The blue and the red are just tools that are being utilized in order to express something which is higher than both of them. So in order to express a beauty, something which is really higher than each individual color, you need both of them to be able to express that beauty. But they themselves aren't the beauty, it's something which is above them both, and they are just the, the, the conduits, the tools that are being used to express that beauty. So when chasid is on its own, it's just chasid. When gebura is on its own, it's just gebura. But when it's teferis, that means it's connecting to something which is higher, and therefore they're being utilized to express something which is really higher than both of them. Therefore, there could be this khibur. Uh, there could be some, th- this type of combination of the two of them. Um, so that's what Avram was able to do. He was at least the the preparation. He's the one that began that. He was able, as we know, that he was um, in his own Avoida, first of all, the foundation of his Avoida, the way how he began to connect to Hashem was through his seichel. When he was three years old and he became much more sophisticated until eventually he understood Hashem completely with the Seichel, but then eventually it reached the level that Avraham Avinu, like you're that Avraham Avinu had complete faith in Hashem and he was not Mahar Achadimides of Hashem. When Hashem tells him to do a Kedis he doesn't ask any questions. It starts with Seichel, but eventually reaches this level, which is completely above Seichel, it's a level of Amunah. Similarly, the way how he taught uh, a a Likus to the world was also in this way, that he was able to take concepts which are above Seichel and, and and give them over in a way to a simple individual uh, that he'd be he, he also able to grasp it. So he took ideas which are higher than seichel and put them into Seychelles that even a, a simple person would be able to uh, understand it and be able to live with it. So the whole idea of Abraham was taking things which are above uh, Seychelles but putting them in a way which is into Seychelles. But, uh, but nonetheless, this isn't the ultimate level of Hebrew. Therefore, as we know that by the obvious, their main, main Avida was an Avida which is working on the ruchnis of the world. Um, as we know, when they, they, they put on tefillin, Yaakov, anyway, put on tefillin, it was with like these sticks, the sticks that he had with Bailavan, that not necessarily all the mitzvahs they did, they did in a physical way, they were able to also do it in a spiritual way, which acts symbolic of their avaydah in general. But their main avaydah that they had was bringing spirituality into the spirituality of this world. So if we're talking about seichel, they're able to you know, seichol, in, in a certain sense, is, is a ruchnius dekadaga, they're able to understand Hashem, they're able to take ideas of Amunah and put it into seichol. Um They're able to use physical items to bring ruchnius into the world. They're able to reveal Hashem uh, in the world, but not in the physical world itself, not in the gashmius of the world. They didn't have the capability to take something which is physical and show, ah, oh, this physical thing, this is a revelation of Hashem. They could show maybe how this physical thing uh, is representation of Hashem, which is a representation of Hashem, or how you can utilize this physical thing for a higher purpose, so you could use the stick for a higher purpose of using it for tefillin, but the stick itself remained the stick. So they could use the physical world to bring ruchnius into the world, to make it a, a spiritual world, meaning as a world with taycheh, that when you look at the world, you're able to use all the different things in the world to be able to connect to Hashem. But the, the items themselves are, are, are always just the tool. They themselves don't have any, uh, importance to them. Their importance is that they are a tool to be able to be utilized for for, for uh, to do mitzvahs. Similar to what we're saying by when Avraham Avin was davening, that the, the Rishoyim should be saved by the Swiss of the Tzaddikim. What he was basically saying is that the Rishoyim should be saved because they have the capability to help the Tzaddikim. They're able to help the tzadikim with their avodah in some type of way, or the tzadikim were able to use or reveal within the Roshayim some type of gulilakos. It you know, could, could have been either way. But the point is that it's not the Roshayim themselves are, are, have, have have value. It's, it's that the Roshayim themselves, the Roshayim, are able to be tools to be able to reveal alakos, either because the tzadikim need them uh, and, and able to reveal something by utilizing them or the other way around. But it's not that they themselves are going to that, that that they... Are they have a value, b- 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 the b- of the avoid that we be done. So that's the idea of Abrahamin. But the deepest level, the fourth level, would have been by Moshe So by Moshe what happens is the elyonim and the tachtonim combine and become one, as we spoke uh, at length. Uh, that's what we know, the famous medrash. Um, that before the Matantara that there was a Gzerah the Al Yadim Lal Yalahthain, Tahthaim Layal Yayinim, but after the after Matantara, the Gzerah gzera, which also comes to the idea of a schnit, uh, uh gzerah means a decree, but also means the idea of a divide, of a separation, something which is cut, at that point it becomes a khiber. And that's darker through the power of them and the mice. Meaning is that the physical item themselves are able to uh, express express have value in and of themselves, not just because they're able to express something else but the physical item itself is has value. It, it, it's just like, let's say, ruchnius is an expression of Hashem and reveals Hashem, the gashnius also is an expression a revelation of Hashem. It's not a revelation of ruchnius, but it's its own, um, has its own value of, 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 revealing, uh, of, of revealing Hashem on, on a totally different plane. So ruchnius is revealing Hashem through that way. while well, Gashmis would be revealing Hashem in a totally different way, unconnected to, the, to Rufnius. Rufnius, just to give a little idea, uh, is that Rufnius is, is expressions of Hashem. It's, it's like the light of Hashem. It's expressing Hashem, how Hashem is revealed. It could be in, in a limited way or a big way, but it's like light, light reveals its source. The light of the sun is revealing certain properties of the sun. So when you see the light of the sun, you can know certain properties of the sun itself. It doesn't have its own identity. It's all about the sun. It's revealing certain properties of the sun. Well, when you get into Gashmis, Gashmi's isn't revealing anything else. Gashmias in it, it itself, it has its own ident- identity. It has its own existence. It's not revealing something else. It's just revealing itself. So it seems like the opposite. So Ruchmias, let's say, is only, only just revealing Hashem. While Gashmi's is just revealing itself. It's revealing its own identity. But this idea of revealing its own identity, when Mashiach comes, we'll be able to see how that is revealing the essence of Hashem, because we know that uh, Hashem, the you yusim the essence of Hashem comes from Himself. So the only one that has his own identity, has his own existence, it, who isn't revealing anyone else, is Hashem. So Gashmus itself, in a way, is revealing the greatest power of Hashem. But the and the nice part of this would be is, and this is what we want to understand is, that at the same time, that we're still going to have our own identity. We're going to have our own identity. We're going to be who we are. At the same time, we're going to be able to know that we're, not, we will, reveal Hashem. We will reveal the essence of Hashem. So at the same time that we're revealing our own identity and who we are, at the same time we'll we'll be revealing the identity of Hashem in the greatest possible way. So how could that be? Usually, I know it's in a relationship when you have two people, it's either one person is being, you know, that's a relationship. You can have one person that's very strong, one person's weak. So the stronger person's identity is, you know, is overpowering. But if you were talking about two individuals uh, who are different, at the same time that they're able to both reveal each other's identities at the same time with connecting with others identities, which is something which is uh, hard, hard to imagine that each one is in its complete identities, even the parts of the identity, which are opposite, not only are, the, are these opposites on a sense, pushing them par- farther apart, but are unifying them and making them one. So the things that push them apart, builds themselves, which bringing them. Uh, closer. So this, that we have our own identity, which in a sense contradicts that Hashem is the only true identity in the world. So we have Hashem the only true identity, we only have our own identity. So our own identity, we will reveal that Hashem is the only true identity. How does that make sense? If I have my own identity shows that there's many identities, at least there's me and Hashem. But at the same time, we're saying, no, at that same moment, it will just be the identity, the only the true existence will be Hashem. How will that be possible? Of course, you're going to have to wait and see till Mashiach comes. Now, Let's understand how this is also applicable in our Avaidah Hashem uh, in, in, on an individual basis. So we, As we mentioned, there's four levels of avodah. So let's go through each one. So the first level of avodah was, which is which the level of voracious, which is the level of the first type of Talmud, where it's the Rav, the student is, the student is able to understand the Rav's ideas, but only as they are the Rav's idea. If it leaves that parameter, then he has no idea what to do. So this would be an avoidah, which is called the mitzad ha but it's not being iSIC with the body at all. For example, a person who davins and he's davening, he's gar and he does tire mitzvahs, he's very firm yid. Once he leaves the base of madrash, once he's not davening, he's in the world, and he's fallen, he just he has no idea what to do. This, this isn't a Blat This isn't a mill of Daphne. So he completely has no idea what to do, and he's not able to live as a permitted in the outside world. The Rebbe compares this in Pasi Lagani, Touching Your Bays. He says, he tells us that there's two types of mitzvahs that we're able to do with a, um, we, we, we do two types of mitzvahs. There's mitzvahs that we do with something which is outside of us, and there's mitzvahs that we do within ourselves. For example, outside of us, we could, um, you know, we put on a, let's say, tefillin, the of an esriq, And then there's mitzvahs that we do within ourselves. There's mitzvah of Avis Hashem, and there could be mitzvahs of Yir Hashem, uh, Avis Yisrael, giving tzedakah, probably that would be something which is somewhat within yourself. So what what could happen is when, when you're doing a mitzvah with something which is outside of yourself, let's say you're putting on tefillin, so when you look at the physical item, you don't see any difference in the tefillin when you're doing a mitzvah which is within yourself, Abba Sashem, especially those types of mitzvahs, within you, there has, there, there, there's a change. So what but this type of person, when it's a vayda's mitzad, the neshama, it means that even within him, there's never any change within him. Even when he's davening and he's learning and he's thinking, it, it, it doesn't actually change the way he thinks. It doesn't change the way he, 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 he feels. He's still the same guy. So even though he's learning and davening, and he has Ahav HaShem and HaShem, but it's only during the times of Davi. It means it never actually affected his body. It never affected who he is. Ahav HaShem, Yer HaShem is, is supposed to affect the way that you actually feel. And then, based on the way you feel, it's always going to change the way that you act. So this type of individual, the mitzvahs which are within his body, he treats them as if they're the same type of mitzvahs, or something which is outside of the body. I Meaning you're, you're, not, you're not able to see any change within the body. The whole purpose of the body is only able to accomplish that mitzvah. In order to put on tefillin, I need a hand. In order to think or davana I need to have the power of speech. In order to enter I need to have the power of thought, but it doesn't actually change who he is. So he's using the body only as much as needed to fill a purpose. That's one level of Avaita. The second level of Avaita, and that would be as we said, the, the generation of uh, uh that would that would have been before the mab. The second type of Avaida, which we're saying is that the like the generation of Naya is noich himself is when the mat himself is becoming elevated. The mat itself gets a there from the Rabbi. So this is he Takah does the avoid of making a dira in this world. But he doesn't have the Avekli on Msir He doesn't have that ability to go on Snapish completely a- above his Sechal. He's only able to do his avoid however much is relevant relevant to his Nitziyas, like relevant to his identity, to who he is. For example, the idea of let's say of haychir Tihiya Samatak, he's supposed to rebuke someone. So when he's going to rebuke, he's going to only rebuke how much the Torah is The Torah is to do it uh, in this situation, in that situation, and to this amount, uh, this amount of time, and, and then he'll do it. But he's not, he's never going to go more than what he has to. Like by Noach, Hashem told him that he has to be mefiach. The people of his generation, so he's mefiach. There was amana, No, was he to try to cha- get them to change more than any more than he was commanded? No, he only did what he was commanded because that was his obligation. Hashem gave him a command, so he has an obligation to tell the people what to do, so he doesn't. But nothing more than that. And that's stunned. the reason also why he wasn't so successful. The reason why he wasn't successful in Mechikha Bnei is because it all had to do with his Matthias It was, oh, this is my obligation. He never felt the other person. This is my obligation to do this, so he does not But he never actually felt a, a need for the other person. He never left his Matthias And if you never leave your Metzius, how are you supposed to connect to somebody else's Matthias The third level, which is be Avram of Vinu, is that you're working with Messir's Snefesh to make it the Deir of in him. And especially if we're talking about the Indian of Abhi to help another Yid, he's as this hergish of Abdi Sisral until it's being Moiser Nefesh to help another person out. But as we said, what is his Abdi What is his Messir's snafish? His Messir's snafish is when he meets him, he's trying to lift him up uh, from, from where he is. He's not going down to where he is. He's trying to lift that individual up to a higher level. And also it's only if that other person is Shaykh to that, something which is completely not shayach, he doesn't know what to do with this individual. So it has to be, he has a mission, he has a dhibutachlain, he's really going to nefesh, and he loves this individual, but if he can't do anything, he can't do anything. So it has to be someone that shayach this, someone, and, and someone he could he raise up, and he raises him up to a much greater level. And of course, this is like Aram Rabbeinu, that he had a, a how good of Masir's nefesh. As the Fidu wrote, actually, in Natsika, that Aram Rabbeinu was the first uh, yid, who was mo'isir nefesh, to reveal a lakus in the world. Uh, and that, that wasn't at all for his Titus Atlas. explaining explained in the that the Messiah's Nefesh of Rome is different than the Messiah's Nefesh of Akiva. because Akiva wanted to have Messiah's Nefesh. He wanted to have that connection to Hashem, which is created through Messiah's Nefesh. Abraham Revina wasn't about his own, about him being the Messiah Nefesh. He wanted to make a deer. He wanted to have the sakhana from Hamath He wanted to fill Hashem's Rotson. And Messiah's Nefesh was needed. He was Messiah's Nefesh. But it wasn't about Messiah's Nefesh. It was never about his own Messiah's. It was always about something which is higher than his Messiah's. Therefore, when he was Mavakish Rachim al he was. It was a danger for him. He was somewhat, you know, he. I had, had to do those preparations. and off of He was somewhat rebuking Hashem. He was arguing with Hashem. He says, "Chalila You know, like, like, like he's accusing Hashem. How, how will the God of the, the King of the world not do justice? He was somewhat chutzpedic to Hashem. It was a Sukkana for him. But he was willing to do that Masir snafish. But nonetheless, it was a Masir snafish which was based only if there's tzaddikim there. Because if there's tzaddikim, then he knows that the tzaddikim are able to be payol azichach in the place where they are. The tzaddikim are able to refine the area of the word. At so if there's a tzaddikim, at least there's, there's something to work with. So he says, are the tzaddikim save the Rosh for the chutz the tzaddikim? Because the tzaddikim could be payol azichach. There is a minor that the Rebbe brings in one of the artists that the, the desi- his desire was to find certain good in yonim and and because of those good qualities he wanted to doubt. We so was talking about tzaddikim on a deeper level, it's not just individuals like tzaddikim, on a more spiritual level it means he was trying to find good qualities about them, And he was damning Hashem to save the people of tzaddikim because of the good qualities. But again, it was only because there was something to work with. Maybe we could develop those good qualities. But therefore, once he knew that he wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't a place of truth, who... Asad the kind of the It's not a place that is able to do tshuva. You have to stop doubting. The fourth level of a that's just like you. This is an ava atzmus. This is completely higher than any chesbainus. This is like a love that a father has for a son. A love that a father has a son. It, it, there are no chesbainus for it. When when it's you know, let's say friends, uh, it, it's not friends. There's always usually I guess there could be a level of friendship like David and Yonason which was ava uh, atzmus. But usually a friendship that a person has. There's reasons for this uh, this friendship. The person's funny, the person's intelligent, the person helps you, uh, there's history. There, there's always some type of chajbin there. And if the friendship deteriorates, meaning is that the reasons why not to be his friend is greater than the reasons why you should be as friend, then you stop becoming friends with them because it's all based on chajbin, it's based on reasoning. But when you love yourself or you love your child, it's not based on a chajbin. You're not gonna say, you know what, I'm gonna eat today, I'm gonna work and, and help myself, uh, you know, uh, have food and drink uh, because I have these and these qualities. And and when it comes to a certain point in time, he says, "You know what? My my things about me that I don't like are greater than the things that I do like. I'm going to stop eating or drinking." I guess there could be people like that, but that's obviously an unhealthy individual. That's not the Torah way of looking at it. The, a person naturally, a healthy person. He, he loves himself not for any reasons. He doesn't have to have chajboiness why he goes to work. He doesn't have to have why he eats or, or tries to do whatever it is that's for his benefit. A person naturally, automatically looks for things that will benefit him and stays away for things that will harm him. And he, and he does the same thing for his family. The reasoning is is because it's not based on chajmin, it's essential love that you have. It's that basically it's an, you inherently have value. You yourself inherently have value to yourself food, drink, friendship, all these things could be things that don't have inherent value. Their value is based that they can get you something. I ha- like to have friends because they're able to help me uh, get food, help me uh, survive in this world. They're able to help me in, in certain situations. Everything, most things that you have in this world, it's with the judgment that you use those things in order to help yourself. But why do you want to help yourself? You don't ask that question because the reason why you help yourself, that's an inherent quality. You inherently love yourself, and therefore. That's always going to be, that's the idea of the Ava Atsma. So things which are outside of you, you need to have a reason why you do. And the reason is because it helps me. But, but why me? Me, the love for the self, that is the inherent good or the inherent Ava that one has, which pushes all the other aspects, or many other aspects, I should say, of, of a person's identity. And therefore, that would be like Mausha of course, the Torah is called on his name. It's called Torah Moshe. Moshe is the one that gave the Torah. So the idea of the Torah is the ultimate the yain of and that's why it's called Torah Moshe. Because Moshe had this ultimate idea of being the mechaber He was the ultimate ish Akim He was an ish at the same time in elokin. He was a godly man, and that's why we find by Moshe Rabenu that he davened even for the Eisai Egel. Why is he davening for the Eisai Egel? The Eisai Egel, not only were they, you know, they're going against the whole purpose of the world, and they're They got other people also to do vaydesar. Uh, the Chayr, the themselves, they're going against the purpose of the world of making Dir Tachthayim. They're, they're making it a place which wouldn't be a Dir Tachthayim. So from B'tzan Moshe Rabbeinu, Afka, he would have daven for them. Lav I don't know, they were given, so maybe he would have. But the point is, by Moshe Rabbeinu, he davened for them, even though they had, they, by B'tzan it seems like it wouldn't have been a reason to daven for them. And therefore, based on that logic, of review who had to have some type of chajbun of the tzaddikim, you're able to be ma'il of them, there's able to be some purpose of adil it wouldn't have been logical to dive for them. But the de'inyin of the Ava Atzmas, and the tzad of Moshe Rabbeinu, he did dive into them. Why? Because the Oysa Eagle themselves have value. They have inherent value. them. It's, 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 it's like yourself. It's like, your why are you trying to save yourself? You, you don't deserve it. You try it like if, if you know, the Oysa Eagle themselves, for example, if they're diving to Hashem, would they have davened to Hashem to say themselves or would they wouldn't have davened because they realized they didn't have any purpose? Of course, they would have davened for themselves because their purpose is themselves. Like, we need to survive. Give us another chance. It's Mitzah themselves. They they they, they 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 have inherent purpose. So it's your identity, your self-worth. Who you are, that itself is, is it has value. Ultimately, as we know, the reason why you have this... Uh, inherent self-worth. You have an inherent identity. You know who you are. You have an. All, every person naturally has an axis Is because the essence of who you are, your neshama, comes from the essence of Hashem. And just like Hashem ha- is the ultimate being, everything which is created is for His sake. Hashem creates everything for His sake. So, what is everything's purpose? Everything's purpose is for Hashem. But Hashem's purpose is for Himself. It's not for anything else. He doesn't. wasn't Hashem wasn't created. So you can't say he was created for. No, he always is. He doesn't have a purpose for something else. He is who he is. So similarly, the neshom, the essence of who he is, comes from that. So therefore, we also have this inherent love, and even the physical body of the Yid ultimately comes, uh, the, uh, comes from this idea of this of the yash of Hashem. And therefore, he davens for the, uh, the for the Egel, and he davens in a way of mesir snappish that those metaman until Hashem says selach the so those are the four ways in in, 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 in So now we can go back to why this is a hachanah lematan So now we can go back to Avram Avinu. So we said Avram Avinu he began the two thousand years of teila. Why was Avram Avinu the Ahana lematan ter? How was it was the Hebrew? So now uh, hopefully it's much clearer. The purpose of uh, the idea of the hachanah of matan that Avram Avinu was able to do, that he was able to cause the first step is that the taht leaves its mitzias and rises up higher to the Eliot. So it, there is a leaving of the mitzias to rise up to the, something which is higher than who you are. So that's the preparation. The ultimate, we'll see what is not Matantara, but the hachana for Matan is that the Tartan itself is able to leave its own mitzias and, and rise up higher to, to, to the alien. Therefore, when, as we said to like give an example, about, when you're rebuking someone because of your own matziahs, this is what you have to do, it doesn't really work. But when it's nothing to do with you, it, this has to do with the thing, this has to do with Hashem, then you're able to affect things which are outside of you because it doesn't have to do with your own matziahs, it's not your identity. Now it's, you're revealing something which is much greater than you. You're just a conduit for that which is much higher and much more uplifted. So the Hachamah that Avram Avinu did is, that he was able to basically make the physical world some, like a conduit for something which is much higher. He wasn't able to reveal, let's say the quality of the Gashmi Mitzat itself, but he was able to reveal this ability that the Taftan had to, to be a conduit for the Elyin. And that's why he died for the Anshayi Sadaim, because he felt that Tzaddikim might be able to affect something for the Anshayi Sadaim. So there, he was, the, the Hebrew of the Elyin the Taftan is, that the takhtan is able to raise itself up. So the takhtan, as we gave the mashal, the third mashal of the student, the student becomes like the rav. So the qualities, you know, the provincial qualities, haven't changed, aren't, aren't being utilized, but the person himself is able to be a conduit for the, for the teachings of, of, of the rav. And that's the idea of, of um, I'll get a little add in my own idea over here, but then of course the Rebbe's main point is, I'll mention the Rebbe's main point, is that that's the idea of Lach lecha. When Hashem tells of Ram, Lachlacha, that's the idea of leaving your own mitziahs, and you're going to go, which which we know Hasidus explains, meaning you have to leave the way that you're used to, you have to leave your the way that you think, leave your father's home, leave the conducts that you've accustomed to, leave your natural habits, and go to Eretz Yisrael, which is something way above that, to Eretz Yisrael, to, to to the ultimate levels basically of, of so that's what happened when Abram was 75 years old. But according to this, we could also, possibly at least, understand what happened when he was 52. 52 he left on, it seems like he left on his own to go to Eretz Yisrael. So when he was 52, there was also a leaving of his Metzius. But this is a leaving of Metzius to go to Eretz Yisrael, but that was Mitzad himself. So there still was a leaving to the to go to something which is higher. But that's what the idea of Tyre is, leaving who you are to reach something which is higher. Then when he was 75, that was a whole to, totally new level. Because when he was that age, when he was 52, when he did it on his own, it's only how much a niver is able to accomplish on his own. But when Hashem reveals himself, then then of course the ability of reaching to the alien would have been on a, a, a totally new level. At that point, the chayur of was able to reach higher, which are in gantz higher than chajbin. He was able to leave himself in a greater way and of course reach much higher. So on both extents, it would have been a, a, on a much greater level when he was a 75. And then ultimately, by Matan Torah, it would have been revealed that how even the the Gashmis and the more physical qualities themselves—not not only is the physical body being used as a conduit for some of the, those Torah but able to reveal the qualities within the physical body itself, how they um, reveal uh, That's what we spoke about earlier. That the noise that your identity, which is, you know, usually or something that you want to push aside—it seems like. To be able to reveal Hashem's identity, which that would be more of Ramavino's, is, is that make yourself as much as possible able to reveal Hashem's identity, retire to the union of mysterious Nefesh. That's the chiba that he's doing, that the taqtan rises up to the alien, that the alien could be revealed within the taqtan. But then the ultimate purpose is that the taqtan itself is able to reveal its own qualities, its own um, capabilities that it has, which are opposites of the alien. The taqtan's parts of the taqtan that the alien cannot even connect with. There are certain aspects of the tafna that has no connection at all to the alien. It, it, it just it, it just w- w- wouldn't collapse. Those aspects themselves could also be um, connected to the alien. That's with the Kaya ha'Atzmos, the Kaya as we explained earlier. And now we can finally go back to the uh, opening of, of of the Sicha. So we asked originally in, in the Sicha is that what Parshas Lech is the end So the question is. Why don't we just take the, the sad parts of Boreishas, put it by noyach, the, the happy parts of noyach, which is latest Savram put it at the beginning of Allah. then Boreishas could also be an emesafreylechavach. So according to this, we can understand the vart. The reason why Boreishas is not the emesafreylechavach is because that's all Mitzad Maila. The Bria itself wasn't, wasn't deserving of it. The world was created yeshvayim. But that idea of yeshvayim wasn't felt in the world on its own. Therefore, there wasn't, a, you know, uh, MS Simcha. Because what is Simcha? Ultimately, the idea of Simcha is the ability to break all boundaries. As we know, that when a person is happy at the ultimate level of Simcha, uh, it says in Hasidus that the a, a father of the Chasam, on the day of his son's Chasana, he's able to dance with his greatest enemy. How are you able to dance with your greatest enemy? Because you, the simcha breaks all boundary, reaches to the essence of who you are. And the essence of who you are. These all, all external things that happen in your life don't matter. It's like it has no value. So when you reach the essence of who you are, the Simcha breaks all boundaries. You're even able to dance uh, with your enemy. So Boratius wasn't breaking all boundaries. It still was a certain boundary. There was the boundary was that this is Mitzad, the el Yayinim. So there was some type of boundary, therefore wasn't at, at ultimate level Simcha. That's why the end of the parsha was something that sad, uh happened. Because the world inside itself distanced itself away from the aura of Hashem. So when it distanced itself to that extent uh, that it was separate from Hashem, therefore the aura didn't reach and therefore it deserved to be destroyed. Noyach, we know the end of it is Simcha, which that's ledus of Ram. But the idea of noyach is all about beginning the work of the of the tachtan, the tachtan trying to raise itself up. And the completion of the Tachtan raising itself up with its own kachez, that was through ledus of Ram. So when Avram was born, that was the gemar of that uh, of that abayda. that reached the level of tachtan that it reached as much as it can with Avram and I guess until we reached the age of fifty until fifty one, that would have been uh, that whole avodah. But then inside the Torah itself, Ladis this Avram is we know that year uh, is called um, uh, is is the month of Avram. It's called Cheshvan because the that's when the the, the it was the first month after actually where Avram I think Avram was born in Nissan and he was called the year is called Ziv Chayyid the light is because Avram's light began to shine, okay, but again that's all the end of Neiach it's not the actual Kibur of the El Elvayel. And then we finally reach Parashat LaChachah that's the Hachan of Avpaya, that was the Ma'ila of Avram Avinu as the Frieder Rebbe says that he was the first Mivafarsem. Uh, kuspa, he was the first to be the in the world. And that's why it's the Ammisa Simcha. The Ammisa Simcha is because he was the first one to be able to break the boundaries. He was able to ba- break the boundaries between the Takhrein and the Aliyah. That the Takhrein was able to leave its own uh, darg, and able to reach up to the Aliyah. that's the whole idea of Simcha. Simcha is breaking the boundaries. So Avraham Avinu was able to break the boundaries and rise up higher, as we said, that he's even able to reach up levels which are in Gantz and Hachar from Chajbid, higher than this world. He's able to reach the levels of the Seir's And then of course, ultimately, the sachan of Avraham Avinu will lead to the giving of the Torah. And I, last point we should point out that the Rebbe mentions are that if you look actually at Matan Torah, the Matan Torah was something that happened from above. The Jewish people weren't deserving of Matan Torah. Uh, they had 49 days of Sphere, which was some type of bureau of the Midas, but that wasn't the uh, ultimate level that they were necessarily deserving of it. So Lechayr the Torah also was given Lomailah. He says, but rather, what's the idea of the Hebrew yain and the Tachtin that happened by Matan Torah? The Hebrew of the Elyin and the that happened by Matan Torah is, at that point, the Yidin were given the capability to be able to machaber um, the, the, the Elyin and the Tachtin. As the uh, this is an ara, uh, sorry, this is an ara forty, right? That the, the R forty tells that the matntay was given the kayak that that, that through our vaida, which happens after matntay, we're able to f- make the world into a kli. So we're able to make the world a kli to for the R in which is blikvo until, to such a level, that Allah also lovely, the world with the dear So we're able to make a world a the a, a Kli, for our Ensaif, and ultimately, even to the idea of Atsmusa Yisparach. The idea of Atz is revealing, basically, within the world, that it's Maila and Mata at, at the same time. Meaning that, since the world will remain in its Gashmi state, and at, still at that point, it will still be a Kli, it will remain Gashmi, but after of peaking it will be a Kli and a deer to Hashem. That is, again, the fourth level of, of uh, of the talmidim, so Matantar gave this tachtayim, and that the tachtayim could remain at the level of tachtayim, and still they were mechaber with the Yain. And this chibur will be in a way that they themselves, mitzad their own inyanim, they're shy to that. It will be an oifin that they are a cle to this avada. And he says that's why this will be mashin the kavonah of a dir And even though the imin of tachtayim is that it hides Hashem, the imin of tachtayim is that there's a hester ponder uh, Hashem, that you won't be able to see Hashem. So if the taftan, so the question of course is, if the whole idea of the taftan is to hide Hashem, how can we say that that, that when Mashiach comes, it'll be a clue for Hashem? Isn't, then it's not a anymore. He says the word is because at that point, the tzimtzum which hides Hashem still won't be nizdatum. It says the tzimtzum itself will be, tr- the tzimtzum will be transformed into or itself. Meaning is the tzimtzum, as it's a tzimtzum, that the symptom itself will be transformed into light. And this idea that the tzimtzum could be transformed to light is not mitzad the of or v'chayshech. It's like saying the chayshech we transform to light. The chayshech is just a lack of light. How can you train, transform a lack of light into light? Elamai a vorto here is this is a koyach of atzmas. This is a koyach which is lamaila, as we said, a koyach of nimlim that we don't have the gdarm of matil l'mayl. So therefore, when comes, we'll be able to remain a them and still will be a kli. And this is also, as we already explained earlier in the Shia, this idea of, that at the same time that you're a yesh, you're also revealing the mitzvah atzmusi, you're revealing Hashem. So, so you'll be a cleave for this idea of mitzvot, of, 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 of atzmusi as far. At the same time, you'll still remain the taktum that you are, that, that you always were, you know, from the, from the day that you were born. All right, I want to have a fantastic Shabbos.